Hey, you're tuning in to Let's Empower with yours truly, Pastor Frank Robinson. God bless you all. Listen, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited. You know I'm always saying I'm excited, but I have a good reason to be excited because the Lord placed on my heart to really do a um, an episode on leadership. And that's really my heart. I have a heart for leaders. And uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to start it out with and to be my guest co-host than my brother in Christ. I met probably about a year ago, two years ago um, from York, Pennsylvania, Pastor Danny Haas, uh, Redemption International Ministries. Um, Listen, Pastor Danny Haas, thank you for joining us. I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us more a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Pastor Danny Haas, and it is so good to be with you guys today. And I want to say thank you, a big, big thank you to Pastor Frank Robinson for inviting me and allowing me to be a part of this wonderful podcast on leadership today. I just look forward to being with you. Definitely, definitely. Uh, man, like I said, you know, I'm excited. Um, this is something that I think is overdue. And I know people are saying, what do you mean overdue? We hear a lot of uh, sessions and, and teaching and everything like that on leadership. But you know what? I really feel that sometimes we just skirt the surface on things. And sometimes it comes to a place and time that we really need to go deeper and go to the root of things. And I think that can only be a benefit to, to improving leadership uh, overall. So with that said, uh, I'm not going to uh, drag anything out. Let's just get right on into it. You know, one of the things I really want to look at is leadership by definition. I, I looked at that and I came across that it's, that it's a leader is a person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. Uh, a leader is the one uh, in the charge, the person who convinces other people to follow. Uh, a great leader inspires confidence in other people and moves them to action. Some of the words that really pops out to me is influence, lead, inspires. Um, but what, what would you say, Dan, uh, Pastor Danny, that uh, by definition, would you say a leader? What What is a leader? You know, it's a great question because I think there's many, many um, definitions. There is probably hundreds of leadership books and different manuals and different types of leaders and different personalities of leaders and so there's just so much stuff and i don't think there's any right way or wrong way necessarily i believe that it's up to the individual Mm -hmm. how god has created them to lead Mm. but also it has a lot to do with their audience and who they're leading and who they're talking to in that particular moment. Okay. And so, for, for example, if I'm doing a men's conference, uh-huh. uh, I've, I've spoken at many uh, men's conferences, or I speak at a men's conference, it's going to be different than if I'm speaking at your church on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Or if I'm speaking at my church on a Sunday morning, you know, or if I'm doing a crusade in Africa or the Dominican Republic or wherever. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your audience and your leadership style. A lot of times... Wow is basically molded to the audience and to the people that you're leading. Now, one of the things that that I was thinking about this morning as I was praying and, and preparing for this today is that when you're a leader, you are leading people to where they have not had the courage to go by themselves. Wow. 
Okay. What happens is, is when you when you're leading people, you're not wanting to force anybody to do anything. <laughs> but what you're trying to do is you're trying to encourage them to embark in avenues and areas of their lives that they have never done by themselves. And it takes a leader to help lead somebody to those to those new endeavors in their life. So a leader is not forcing people, and we want, want to make it real clear mm -hmm. here. Leading is not forcing people to do anything, but leading is encouraging people and sometimes even taking them by the hand. And and the, I think of like me and one of my children, we have four children, mm -hmm. um, two, two adult uh, children, and then we have two younger ones. And I, I think to myself, you know, to whether it's teaching a child to how to ride a bike, whether it's leading them on how to climb a, you know, climb a wall or jump a fence or hit a ball or catch a football or, you know, whatever the case may be. And the reality is, is sometimes you're literally taking somebody by the hand and leading them through something and teaching them to do something and trying to help them do something or accomplish something or to reach goals that they never would have reached by themselves without a leader in their life. I like, I like, I like. Now, I want to ask this question because I'm, I'm going to throw this at you. Do you feel that it differs when it comes to ages? Because sometimes, of course, it's more accommodating and more... Um, uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, easier. I'll just say easier um, as far as uh, young adult, uh, 20, 30, 40, you know, but what, what do you do as far as like a leader that you recognize? Okay. They don't even realize the gifts that they have and they're in the sixties or seventies or what have you. Do you feel that is a difference of, of, yeah. of, of uh, encouraging? Yeah. So if let's say your audience or the individual that you're leading uh, depending on their age, mm -hmm. depending on their experience, mm. um, and, and you know, depending on their desires and also their calling too. Because mm. what I've what I've learned is that not everyone's called um, to be a leader. Not everyone is not everyone is called. I believe everyone is called to lead in their own right. So don't get me wrong. Like you know, uh -huh. if you're a father, if mm -hmm. you're a father, you're called to lead your children. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. a husband, you're called. So I I believe that everybody's a leader in their own right. Mm -hmm. However, we're talking about. You know, whether it's a leading of a, a leading a business, leading a corporation or not for profit, not for profit church, whatever. So when I don't believe everyone is called to that level of leadership. Um, see, because what happens is, is when it's talking about specifically church leadership um, right now, see, it's not really about talent. It's about calling. Mm, mm. And so if you can you can have the talent, but not the calling. You know, it's like for it's like for example you know you saying um to me uh calling me up and say hey man like we have a demon possessed person you know um in their house they're tearing up the house all this kind of stuff and god has given me a grace to do that and i might say to you well god has not given me a grace to come with you <laughs> you know and you know see not everybody yeah. not everybody's yeah. called to do anything but going back i think to the original yeah. uh uh point of the question and that is is you got to know who you're recruiting you got to yes, know yes. you got to know who you're talking to and then you got to make sure that you're positioning them well mm. you got to make sure that you put the right person in the right position mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what we like to do is just as like a little commercial break what we like to do <laughs> is we will put people uh we'll assign them to certain people and we'll give them like a two to three month opportunity to work in that area mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the person that i've assigned them to come alongside i stay in touch with them and they might say you know what i don't think that this is 
this is the right position for them. I don't think this is where um, they're going to have a fruitful ministry. I don't think this is where they're going to thrive. So then what we do is we just have a conversation and it's not a demoting, it's transition. Yeah. So basically it's like, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit for you. Jesus. But we've been praying. We've been discussing this. I think that this is going to be yeah. a better a better fit for you and so forth. So it's recruiting well. It's yeah. making sure you're yeah. positioning well. But then making sure that you're equipping and developing the person mm. that you're putting in place. Mm-hmm. And so all of that is determined on the age mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the person. Mm-hmm. All of that is determined then, of course, on the position mm-hmm. and their experience in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And and it's our job as as pastors, the senior pastors, to be that Paul um, and, and to stir up that gift uh, that often many, some don't even realize that they have. Um, and I think that's Absolutely. important as well. And then, and then I took some notes while you were saying something, but also when you, when you put them in that position, help them understand to stay in their lane. And I think Absolutely. that's one of yeah. the, 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 the devastations, I think in church history, uh, that sometimes we want to, uh, do something, but we uh, operate outside of our lane. I remember, uh, years, years ago, uh, when I used to run track and, uh, my coach would say, you know, whatever you do, go as fast as you want, but just stay in your lane. Because if you don't stay in your lane, it's going to cause some problems, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that's so very important. So, but um, another thing is, um, what, what, what are some of the influences that you have as far as leadership? Uh, who, who are some of the people that has influenced your leadership and your ministry? But most importantly, most importantly, uh, your leadership style, your leadership. Who were the leaders in your life that has influenced you? So I, I think there's a long list of this. Um, you know, I graduated in 96. I graduated Bible school in 1996. So that was 24 years ago. The interesting thing, and, and, and it's interesting that you asked that question because that changes over the years. Yes. Yes. And so I yes. wanted to just point out that, you know, at the beginning of your ministry, there's going to be influences in your life. Um, however, don't um, don't think it's strange if that changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's okay. It's okay. That's right. For your influencers uh-huh. to change. Yeah. Because just like coaching has become so huge in the last 10, 15 years, uh, this whole concept of coaching, there's not one coach for every person. Mm, okay. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's different coaches. That's just good. like if you go on your, you know, whether it's NBA or NFL, mm-hmm. you know, there's not one coach. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's tons of coaches um, for different things, different positions, that kind of thing. So it's the same same type of concept. Um, but 24 years ago, when I started, um, I was a singer. I started out as a singer. I started out as a, a, a worship uh, leader, a choir director, um, and so my goal at that moment was to be a gospel singer. Well. Uh, that was for a season and, and, and that went, that went well and, mm-hmm. and so forth, but I had some great influencers, you know, and in that season, right. um, I, you know, the Brooklyn Tabernacle oh my uh, God. Yes. Uh, was, was one of my influencers. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Chrissy Cymbala, Pastor Jim Cymbala was the pastor of Brooklyn. He still is the pastor of Brooklyn Tabernacle. His daughter was my music director. Wow. And so she was one of my first influencers um, in in gospel music, in in leading worship and leading congregations in worship. So she was one of my first influencers. 
Um, so we traveled um, together uh, for a couple of years and and so forth. And so that was my first influence. But then um, not only does influencers change, but sometimes as you grow and as you mature, mm-hmm. God begins to define your calling. Mm. God begins to define your calling, and so then you realize your need for different influencers are necessary. Okay. So I can't now be a pastor and my influencers just be gospel singers. There you go. You know. There so you as as your as your call changes, um, and as you you change um, in 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 your ministry and in different seasons of your life, it calls for a different influencer. Um, and then there were seasons in my life where. Um, I was traveling as an evangelist and and so I had evangelists that were influencers in my life um, and then I had pastors that were influencing my life but then as of late I'd say in the last you know five to ten years now I've been senior pastor for ten years so and I would say in the last five to ten years now some of my influencers are people who talk about leadership yeah okay uh-huh. and so you know so just a quick <laughs> you know stroke of you know leadership influencers change mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean even though your seasons change yeah it, it doesn't mean that there's no value in those influences of your past mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. means that it helped build you and to help you to be what God has really created you to be in this moment but I like to say uh, Sam Dr. Samuel Chan uh, ah yes, yes. Dr. Samuel Chen, I listen to him. Mm-hmm. I get you know, I get his emails, I get his you know videos and, and mm-hmm. podcasts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the guy that I started out with probably twenty years ago was um, you know the old G, um, and that is mm-hmm. Maxwell, John Maxwell. <laughs> you know, um, so I started out with him probably about 20 years ago and I remember you know when he was doing enjoy enjoy leadership mm-hmm, ministries mm-hmm. and that kind of thing I remember you know getting the the cassette tapes uh, uh, now you can see my age a little bit but, uh, you know <laughs> listening listening to John Maxwell's cassette tapes you could have said um, 8-track <laughs> um, but you know it's but the thing is, is, and I think this is important, is that no matter what season of life you're in, it yeah. doesn't dismiss the fact like that, that God uses different people in different seasons of your life mm-hmm. and to help you get to where God is wanting you to get to. That's right. And people come into your life a reason, season, and lifetime. So you you, you got to identify that. I, I would probably say when I, when I thought about this question and just to talk about it is because I think it's very important uh, to understand to, and to have those influences and to realize that you do have those influences because if you think that no one has influenced you then something's yeah. really wrong <laughs> yeah, sure. you know of course I have like my foundation my foundation will always be someone who I always looked up to for years of course until his death um, and still of course but it's my father and and my father because of you know what I saw in him from a church leadership standpoint and um, serving uh, our, our pastor at that particular time as being a, uh, even as an ordained deacon in the church and watched him, you know, do those things and watched him uh, uh, serve my mom, you know, being a great husband, being a great father. And then, and then for me then to follow in his footsteps and serve our, our then pastor at that particular time. 
you know, you know, came up in that era where a lot of people were saying, I want to be like Mike, you know, Michael Jordan. Well, no, I, I wanted to be like my father. You know, it was just one of those things. And the ministry leaders in my life come from a lineage, lineage of, 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 of preachers and teachers and prophets and so forth. My grandfather, you know, uh, and then, of course, my spiritual father right now, who's uh, Bishop McCarter, you know. So and as you said, you know, these people change in your life and, and you yeah. gleam from them, you know. Now, from afar, I, I've always admired the the Bishop uh, G.E. Patterson, you know, yes, yes, uh, yes. Um, at, at the time when he was alive, Bishop uh, Eddie, Eddie Long, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. people like that, that, you know, we don't realize sometimes, but you literally gleam and you pull different things oh, sure, from sure. them. And, and I think that's what yeah. makes a good leader as well. Um, so the, 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 the leadership leaders, let's go back to really talking about church description and so forth, because we look at leaders from the outside sometimes, <clears throat> like you said, corporate corporations and, and things like that. Um, I think sometimes what we do and, 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 uh, sometimes to the fault of, uh, haste, but sometimes we slap titles on people. Um, from the outside and coming in on the inside and then we call them leaders and they really haven't proven themselves um, and one, one scripture I came across was um, Isaiah 9 16 and I'm talking about how, how misleader, misleadership is real you know yeah. uh, of how those who guide these people misled them and those who were guided were led astray I think at that particular time they were being led into idolatry by the rulers and so forth yeah. and so so I came across that and I was like wow you know we got to understand that and be realistic and be real that that misleadership is real and and so the question I have is how can then we protect the body of Christ from misleadership you know um, so, I mean, so Pastor Dan, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that one? How, how can we really protect the body of Christ from misleadership? You know, what's interesting is um, you mentioned um, Isaiah 9. And so I was reading that um, this morning. You, you sent me that scripture and I was, mm -hmm. I was reading that. And the thing that really stuck out to me in that, in that passage, and I, I kind of went um, about 10 verses before mm -hmm. 16 but the thing that really stuck out to me is and i guess uh if i can I'll, i'm just gonna read a little piece yeah. of that yeah. uh verse 13 um, now of course there was there was a battle going on and so forth uh but the people verse 13 but the people have not returned to him who struck them nor have they sought the lord almighty mm. so in other words now we're gonna get into now we're gonna get into um uh, the head and the tail and I thought man pastor I thought this was really really interesting because uh, remember now the root was because they didn't seek after God right uh -huh, uh -huh. and so then verse 14 so the Lord then will cut off from Israel both the head and the tail so he's going to cut off of Israel the head and the tail why because he didn't seek God. They didn't seek mm -hmm. God in their leadership. Mm -hmm. But then I thought to myself, well, wait a second, what's the head and what's the tail, mm. right? And so then in verse 15, it tells us. Mm -hmm. In 15, it says, the elders and, and the dignitaries mm -hmm. on the head. Mm -hmm. The elders and dignitaries. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then it says, the prophets who teach lies are the tail. tail. Mm -hmm. And then goes into the key text, verse 16. Yep. Those who guide this people mislead them, mm -hmm. and those who are guided are led astray. And it all goes back to because it was 
of people mm-hmm. who led by themselves and without the direction of the Lord. They did not seek God to help them to lead. That's why the Apostle Paul, I believe, was so clear. He said, follow me yeah. as I follow, I follow Christ. There you go. And so, you know, we can do all things, the Bible says, mm-hmm. through Christ. So if someone says we can do all things, that sounds very self-serving. The reality is you can't do anything nah. without seeking God first. You can't do anything without God. So, so we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength that we need and i was thinking about um i was thinking about this question and uh talking about misguided uh leaders or whatever Mm -hmm. one of the things pastor i think that's so important is number one i think it's to look at the fruit Mm. Mm. look look at the fruit of the of the leader Mm -hmm. um and, and then I was I was thinking to myself, there are orange trees, right? Apple trees and all kinds of trees. Mm-hmm. And there, so I'm just thinking naturally of, of fruit trees. Well, as you know, there are oranges that look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. But when you open the orange and you see what's on the inside, wow. or when you taste and see what's on the inside, Jesus. you realize that it's sour. Mm. or it's rotting mm-hmm. or it's it's not sweet mm-hmm. or it's not juicy it's mm-hmm. starting to dry up mm-hmm. but it's amazing because these oranges might look good on the outside yeah. and so in order to really know who you're following yeah. you got to spend time with them That's it. and you got to have conversation with them walk beside them Listen. so that you can also see them on difficult days wow. you can see them on trying times and you can also see how they respond when people don't agree with them and mm-hmm. people don't like them or people trying to judge them and talk about them mm-hmm. you can see how they react and respond so you got to open up their man. life a little bit to see what's on the inside and so i think one of the things to to help with that is number one look at the fruit yeah look look at yeah. the fruit of of their life mm-hmm. and then also you know you mentioned this about your dad and and, and this is important to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've also, you know, noticed um, because we're Facebook friends and so forth. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that you're just a tremendous husband and a, and a tremendous Bless dad you, as well. Um, but number two, watch and listen to how they treat their family. Mm. <laughs> watch and listen. So number one, fruit. Ooh. check out the fruit. And see the fruit. Is the fruit bearing anything? Is it bearing much fruit, right? right. As scripture says. And then number two, listen and watch um, how they treat and talk to their family, how they treat their mother, how they treat their wife, how they treat their children. You know, um, watch and see because that's going to be really uh, another indication of what's on the inside of them. And then thirdly, uh, and lastly, watch how they react and respond to people that don't agree with them mm, 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 mm. true character mm-hmm. true character I, I actually going back to your second point um i remember when i um was licensed <clears throat> to my initial sermon and uh there was a deacon and his wife that uh after everything was over you know the hoopla and uh, took my wife and I aside and they gave us a wonderful gift and they said, they gave us some advice. They said, when they see you, 
they need to see her. When they see her, they need to see you. Even if you go travel, they still need to know that you have a wife. They still need to know you have a husband. And that's so very important, uh, especially today. So we'll, we'll leave we'll leave that right there. That's for another session. Uh, <laughs> but I can talk to you about this stuff for hours. Listen, and then but another thing too, I think I threw this at you too. Observation can bring about revelation. You know, when you observe, when you spend time with that individual, that's why I tell people it is so very important for proper covering. You know, not that as we as 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 senior pastors and pastors, you know, we cover others, but it's important that we also have proper covering. Absolutely. You know, when I when I come across uh, brothers and sisters who aren't answering to anyone or or come being accountable to anyone per se, uh, and I'm not talking about the establishment of organized religion or anything like that. I'm just talking about bishops or anything like that. I'm just talking about someone who they can can throw some things out and say, "Yo, you know, I'm going through this. Yo, I'm yes. getting, you know, you know, when you don't have that individual to have that checks and balance, that's a dangerous area." To stand yeah. on this island called pastoring all by yourself, you know. Well, one of the keys to being a good leader is surrounding yourself with good leaders. Good le- there you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And uh, and then what happens is that you go good to great, mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. you want to always surround yourself with people that are doing it better than you are. I know that's right. Um, I know yeah, that's so, right. So same thing with fathering. I. Um, and again, I don't mean to keep going back to family, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but it has a lot to do it's with key. your leadership. Yeah, it has a lot to do with your leadership. Yeah. For example, I saw a couple of gentlemen in our church mm-hmm. who I observed over the years, and I was so impressed by how they treated their wife. Mm. I was so impressed. I was so impressed by how some of the fathers treated their children. So I literally will go out of my way and I'll tell them that. I'll wow. tell them that, and I'll say, "Listen, I just That's want you up. to know that I don't know that this might not mean much to you, but it means a lot to me. And I've been observing you over the years, and I've I've noticed, and you're an incredible husband. Wow! And um, if I ever need, you know, to talk to anybody about being a husband, it's you're going to be one of them. See, see, and and, so, and it's the same thing with you know a father that I see." There's a father in our church who has uh, seven children, mm-hmm. and he, it's a, in my opinion, he's a great, great father. And um, so I said to him, man, if I have any questions about fathering, you're going to be one of the guys that I mm-hmm. play in. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I think um, you, you kind of alluded to it, but, you know, pastoring or leading, it, it's never healthy to be an island of, unto yourself. Better not. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't do this by yourself. Mm-mm. Obviously, we need God. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the power of God. And and of course, we that, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But we need some men in our lives and some women in our lives that can help us mm-hmm. in some of these areas and that have a voice. We have to give people permission mm-hmm. to have a voice you know, in our, in our life. And it's the same thing with pastors, man. If I see a pastor that I think, man, you know, he, he's doing, he's doing it big, man. He's doing some big mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And so if I can, if I can get to him, I'm going to tell him, listen, man, I've been watching you. I've been listening to you. You're incredible. I'm so impressed by you. God has used you in my life. I'm um, from afar. And, um, I would love 
to be able to you know connect with you and ask you questions and and so forth and you know you need to do that or whether it's in business or whether it's in finance mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. it's in um investing mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i mean if, if you're a person that's new to investing or whatever then you need to find a couple of people who've been doing it a long time that's right so anyway i just think it's wisdom in every no, aspect no you're, you're right i mean you're, you're on it you are so on it you know and and and, and then and then watch this there, there's still such a fine line to all of everything that we're saying, because it's important that you as a leader uh, seek God for your assignment yeah. and know your place, your calling. And yes, you have influences and yes, you glean from these things, but never build your house or vision with another man's bricks. Yes. And that's so very important. And so you that's have true. to spend time say, OK, well, God, I, I see how. Uh, uh, T.D. Jakes is doing it. I see how Pastor Danny is doing it. I see how, you know, this bishop is doing it. So, but what do you have for me? What is my assignment? Yes. What is my yes. assignment? What is my vision? What is the mission? And, and, and so forth. And that is so very important because one, one thing I make crystal clear uh, that has been made crystal clear for myself is, and, and, and just like yourself as well, I don't teach anything that hasn't been poured into me and I don't teach anything that I can't be an example of first. Absolutely. You know, because Absolutely. in my church and in any place, anybody around me, a leader ought to be able to catch, carry and cover the vision of the house. Yes. You know, and that's so very important. I remember this one church I was at, I was a youth pastor at, we had to memorize and quote on every leadership session that we had, the mission, vision and mission of the church. And at first it was now, like, what did you say? Catch, catch, catch carry. carry and cover. That's good, man. You have to catch it. You got to catch it because if you don't catch it, how can you be that cheerleader for that house? How can you be that cheerleader for that pastor? And if you don't carry it, it ought to become a part of you. It ought to become a part of you. And then you got to cover it because you're always going to have people say like, well, y'all not doing this. And, you know, over here, they doing this. You got to be able to cover it and defend it. Absolutely. That's you know. a good word, man. So, so uh, I'm a firm believer in my teaching <clears throat> with leaders. There ought to be the cheerleaders and, and forerunners, torch carriers, and so forth. Um, but that that is so very important, man. It's so very important. How, uh, t- tell me about your leadership as far as your um, your style and your uh, approach to leadership in and of itself. And we're going to tie this thing up uh, with another quick question I have for you. But g- just give me a quick synopsis of, of, of your leadership style. Okay, so that's a loaded question. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That is, that is a loaded question because you know there's about a thousand ways to lead. Yeah. Um, and and so that is a loaded question. Um, for me, um, I am naturally relational. So um, I I've been re- very relational since I'm like five years old. So I've, I'm I'm just naturally relational. So a lot of my leadership style is relational. Um, and, um, and the reason why I say this is a loaded question is because it's not so much necessary leadership style. It's when you use what style in your, in your leadership. Mm. So let me, so let me say that again. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not necessary oh, wow. a blank statement. This is my leadership. No, it's like, all right, let's just say for argument's sake, let's say there's 
you know, five different ways to lead, right? Okay. Um, and then there's probably dozens and dozens of ways, but let's just say uh, for point's sake, mm -hmm. there's five different ways to lead. Well, what's going to happen is, is that in my opinion, and my approach to this thing is that in the particular moment, I have to decide which way am I leading in this moment. Gotcha. Um, you know, do I have my friend hat on right now? Mm -hmm. Do I have my relational hat wow. on right now? Do I have my boss hat on right now? Do I have my pastor hat on now? Do I have my husband hat on now? Do I have my father hat on now? You know, um, do I have the singer hat on? Do I have the preacher hat on? Like, so what hat? And so which, what hat am I wearing? And so that determines your leadership style um, in that moment. Um, and and uh, that, honestly, my friend, is probably one of the most important things to understand about yourself. Mm, mm. But it's one of the hardest things to define because wow. you're you're different to everybody. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Relation, relationships <laughs> are different. You know, um, to my wife, even though my wife works in the office mm -hmm. with us, you know, my real, obviously my relationship is different from my wife to my administrator. Mm -hmm. And then I have my, you know, worship pastor and my children's pastor. And then I have the youth pastor mm -hmm. and then I have an associate. Um, and so, you know, and then I have a discipleship pastor. All my relationship with everybody is different, even though they all lead in the same church mm, under the same, same person yeah but my relationship with each one of them is different wow. same thing with people in the congregation um not everyone has access to my life mm. um, and you can't give everyone access to your life <laughs> now there 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 are some people that have access mm -hmm. um you know to my life like quickly like you know a text mm -hmm. and I'll respond immediately so there are some people who have quick access mm -hmm. and then there's the majority of people mm -hmm. uh now don't get me wrong i'll talk to anybody right but, yeah 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 um, yeah cuz i'm i'm you know i'm i'm reachable i'm touchable right. Right. i'll talk to anybody but the majority of the people have to make an appointment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the majority of the people will make an appointment like, you know, it's very rare for someone just to walk in my office. So it's it's very, um, very different depending on the relationship, depending on the position. So going back leadership style, um, I think leadership style varies um, depending on the situation, depending on where you are, because we have we have four churches in Africa. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, actually, the fourth one is going to be open the end of this month. The fourth one's going to be open at the end of this month. But we'll, by the end of this month, we'll have four churches in Africa. And the reason why I bring this up is because my leadership style, in some ways, is even different when I'm in Africa. Okay. 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 And when I'm talking, when I'm talking to my African pastors, mm -hmm. um, it's different because mm -hmm. of culture the culture is different mm. uh, and, and and so i'm teaching them on how to do something structurally and organizationally and so leadership style is different where there's there might be pastors that have been working with me now for years mm -hmm. where i don't have to teach them that they already know that and so the leadership is different yeah so yeah every leadership whether um 
now going to be, you know, starting a work in Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's different because a lot of it has to do with culture, background, wow. understanding, relationship, and etc. So, um, but I would say to give you like a straight answer, mm -hmm. uh, I would say I'm probably uh, relational. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a relational leader. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. And you and you mentioned, uh, you know, your church. Uh, if if y'all listen, listeners, if you ever get into the York area in Pennsylvania, listen, you got to go by this church. It, it's a beautiful church. Um, and, and I can imagine nobody could really get to you. Security all over the place, snipers on the roof. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, y'all, I'm joking. It's a beautiful church. <laughs> but um, but let, let's tie this up because uh, one of the things I want to ask, one one last question, you know, with, with, with all that we're going through right now, COVID-19, yeah. you know, what, what does leadership really look like? And what will what will church leadership look like even in the next one to two years, uh, next two years in light of COVID-19? You know, there's been a disconnect per se, you know, overall, I mean, you know, some have minimized the disconnect and, and, and for some it's been, it's, it's been greatly a great impact, but overall, what, how, how would you say would be the, what's the look of leadership? Uh, how, how is the leadership really going to look, you know, within the next year or two? What, what, what's your thoughts on that in, in, in light of COVID-19? Yeah. You know, that's another loaded question, Pastor. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I come with these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Lord gives them to me. <laughs> Um, however, I think that that is determined by the leader. Mm, mm. That that is determined by the leader. Mm -hmm. Every leader is going to lead differently. Mm -hmm. But I will say this: there's one thing that every leader has in common right now, mm -hmm. and that is they have never been where we are. I'm right trying now. to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It, it's like an even. It's like an even playing field right now. Yeah. It, it's cross the board. I don't care what title you've had. Uh, how big your church is, how small your church. We are all at this point where it's like an even field right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think in leadership, there's different seasons mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. And so no matter if you're going through a, a pandemic or not, mm -hmm. I think that every leader is going to lead differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes there's seasons where God gives us a grace to soar, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's, you know, he gives us a grace to fly. Then there's some seasons where he gives us a grace to run. That, that that running season is where you're busy, uh, but you're not going to grow weary, you know, mm -hmm. out of Isaiah 40. Mm -hmm. And then there's another season where, you know, God gives you just grace to walk. Mm -hmm. And I think in this season of our life, that's kind of the season I feel like a lot of us are in, is grace to walk. Wow. It's just to walk through everyday life um, and, and as it comes. However... You as a leader cannot be dictated by what comes at you. You have to be you able to, to run you head go. on you and go. you have to tackle it before it tackles you. Yes. You yes. have to tackle it before it tackles you. And I I would have to say during this this season of uh this walking season, if, if I could call it that, mm -hmm. um just walking through it, you know. Um, I believe that um, you really have to have courage. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 have to have courage, and and leadership in different seasons seasons excuse me calls for different traits and different characteristics Jesus. and yes. attributes. Yes. And I think this season, um, just as a side note, I think as a leader you always have to be courageous. But I believe that mm -hmm. there's certain seasons like the season we're in right now. Mm -hmm. It calls 
for the leader to be even much more at a higher level of just living a courageous life and being mm-hmm. courageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at David, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, David was a teenager when he went against the Philistine Goliath. And it wasn't that, you know, the, uh, David was anything, you know, tremendously, you know, special, but he had the ability to be courageous in the moment when everybody else was in fear. See, one of the things, one of the things, uh, man, I could preach on this right here. (laughs) One of the, one of the things about David was he was willing to sing when everybody was whispering. Yeah. Yeah. So a leader will say out loud and declare out loud what everybody's just whispering yeah yeah a leader has to be bold and a leader has to be courageous and so david's leadership was established and listen to this mm-hmm. david's leadership was established in an environment mm-hmm. of uncertainty yeah mm. and fear mm. and i will say this and this is my opinion my opinion is is fear at this point at this junction i believe is even greater than the virus and we see that david's leadership was established in an environment of uncertainty and an environment and an atmosphere of fear and that's what made him great because he was a courageous leader. And I believe that this is a season where you need to be a courageous leader. Uh, because wherever there's fear, listen to this, wherever there's fear, there's opportunity. That's it. That's it. Wherever there's fear, there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because if mm-hmm. everybody's afraid around you, whoever has courage is going to stand out. Mm-hmm. 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 So wherever there's fear, there's opportunity. And wherever there's great fear, it's kind of the opposite. Wherever there's great fear, there's great opportunity. Jesus. And so I believe that David's ministry was established and was marked in the season of difficulty, uncertainty, and fear. And I believe that's what made, not because he was very talented, but because he had grace and anointing and Mm. had courage in that moment. That's good. And I believe as we're talking to leaders today and as we're talking to those who are listening and and I, I just thank you so much in advance. I thank you for listening to this podcast and supporting Pastor Frank Robinson and his and his wife and what a, what a wonderful ministry and what an opportunity. What an opportunity on this podcast to talk about leadership because this is a season in our life where whether you're a pastor of a church, whether you're a business leader, whether you're just a dad, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're just a husband, mm-hmm. what, wherever you're position is in whatever line of work you're doing right now, whatever you're leading, you know, I believe that you and I are called to a season of being courageous. You know, we, the courageous will stick out. The courageous will stick out. It doesn't matter about your talent, how gifted you are, because what happens is we're in a season now where talent and gifting doesn't mean much. That's now. it. That's it. That's it. Where talent and gifting used to mean everything. But now we're in a season where your courage is going to stick out more than your talent. Wow. And David was courageous. Yeah. But one thing I realized too, now my church is open, but I, I, but I want to give a word to those that have not opened yet. Okay. I want to mm-hmm. give you a word of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I realized in the word was 
David was courageous, but he never seemed like he was in a rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus himself never seemed, you look through the Gospels, Jesus never seemed like he was in a rush. As a matter of fact, sometimes he was late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he, was, he, he was never yeah. rushed. And the scripture, <laughs> the scripture that sticks out to me was, David was with his stick, walking, looking for five smooth stones. Mm. Wow. My man wasn't in a rush. Wow. So I want to just give, even though our church is open, and I know that there are some churches that are open, Mm -hmm. and I know that there's a lot of churches that are not open, I want to even encourage those whose churches are not open yet. Listen, don't rush rush. or don't do something that God Mm -hmm. has not called you to do. Come on, sir. Don't do something just because just because I did it or just because somebody else mm-hmm, did it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not reason enough for you to do it. Come you on. have to listen to the voice of the Lord for yourself. That's it. And don't be manipulated by people. Don't be manipulated by your congregation. Jesus. Don't be manipulated by government. Jesus. Don't be manipulated by others' opinions. You have to do everything for a voice of one. And when you have questioned... And everybody else seems like they're kind of just getting back in motion and life is normal. Listen, if God hasn't given you that thumbs up, come on. if God hasn't given you that okay, if he hasn't given you the red light, if he hasn't <clears throat> given you a grace to do it, then don't do it. That's it. Don't do it. You don't, you don't have to rush. And by you not opening your church, does it make you any less of a leader than those who have opened up their church? Wow. You have to hear that. Wow. When David approached his giant that set the scene and literally the course of his whole ministry mm. and his whole life. He didn't rush. He, is, he established he established himself. And one more thing, and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let this alone because I can I can talk about this. <laughs> I can talk about this for hours. Uh, you need to understand that when David killed Goliath, mm-hmm. that's not what made him a leader. Killing Goliath did not make David a leader, but what it did was it established and marked his life. Wow. It marked him. And so as a leader, you got to understand that you're going to have wins mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. also going to have losses. That's right. You're going to have people that love you and celebrate you. Listen. And you're going to have people that can't stand you and just barely tolerate you. Wow. Wow. But that doesn't determine who you are in God and it doesn't determine your leadership status you are a leader because God has called you to be a leader and nobody can determine that for you because nobody called you only only God can call you I love it and so I just want to thank everybody for listening today and thank you pastor for giving me this opportunity definitely definitely. Uh, leadership is just a wonderful topic um, and it's close and dear to my heart um And uh, if I could just end with this statement, Mm -hmm. and that is what got me interested in reading and studying about leadership was because I didn't feel like I was a good one. Wow. And I just want to be transparent with your listeners because sometimes, sometimes people will watch leaders from afar whether it's TV or whatever and YouTube or whatever. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they think my, and they, they almost envy them. I mean, Oh my God, like 
you know, they're so they're so talented. They're so this, they're so that, man. They're, they're so eloquent in their speech. And, and it seems like they know everything. And it seems like they never go through a, a rough patch. It seems like they never go through a tough time at all. But listen, don't be deceived by that. Yeah, yeah. Don't be deceived. The greatest leaders of all times, even the leaders that you would think and you would say, leaders that you consider great today, they've all been where you are. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. they've all been through rough patches. Mm -hmm. They've all had difficult days. And they all have had days where they want to give up too, just like you. The reality is, is I, I studied, I started to study leadership Mm -hmm. because I felt like I needed to become a stronger leader. And, um, so whoever's listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you. I mean, I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today that you can be, oh, hallelujah. Mm. You can be, I feel the anointing Jesus. of Holy Ghost. Jesus. You can be the leader that God has called you to be. You were created for a purpose mm. and you were created for a season such as this. Jesus. And God will empower you and he will equip you to be the leader that he's called you to be. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm going, uh, we're running out of time and, and I've got to, I got to end this. Um, and uh, we're literally right at that, <clears throat> at that th- threshold. Uh, I, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I do. I knew the Holy Spirit was going to step in and just take over, but we thank God for the listeners. Amen. I'm going to have to end it right there. We may need to schedule another time, Pastor Daddy, that we're going to come together. Amen. Because there's so much that I'm sure in, in both of us that just need to come out and we need more time, another session. But I, I thank you all leaders. I thank you all listeners uh, for tuning in. You've been listening to Let's Empower with yours truly, Pastor Frank Robinson. And of course, my guest co-host, Pastor Danny from York, Pennsylvania. I thank God for him. And listen, tune in for our next leadership session. And I'm telling you, you got to spread the word that uh, we're on fire. And the, the, the podcast to listen to now is Let's Empower with yours truly, Pastor Frank Robinson. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you guys.